Can you please explain to me how you can tell somebody, now you need to be happier? Every person is as happy as the sum of all of the parts and everything going on in their lives. Every person would love to be happy. And you go to someone and say, why aren't you happy? There are reasons. So how do you say, Mishenichnes Adar Marben B'Simcha? How do you say, now I want you to be happy? And people misunderstand this. They start acting as if they're ha- happy. That's not etzim happy, acting as if I'm happy. They make stupid jokes to each other to bring out Simcha. Taira is a sikhli stika avoida. Our Taira is very proper and very careful, and everything is avoida samoyach. There's none of this frivolous stuff. Now, there's a very big mistake. The reason why people are not happy, really, is because there are reasons. So you can go to the bar, you can get drunk, and then what did you do? Are you happy? He's going, yeah, everything's great. Is he happy? No, he just forgot his problems. Goyim drink to forget their problems. Yidin drink to embrace them. There's an avoid over here of Purim that people misunderstand. It turns into Halloween, Rahman and other types of things. It's all about up here. Yes, you can use external things to help you with the avoida in here. That's the Machlekes Bishama Bishilil. If you drink first the Yayin, make a bracha on the Yayin, after on the Yayim, or the Yayim and the Yayin, if you're allowed to use wine to, to get you closer to Hashem, that's true. You can use external things, but some people forget the Avaida in your brain. They're not actually happier. They, there was no Avaida involved. They're the same miserable people, but they're going, yeah, everything's great, yeah, stupid. That's Yiddishkeit. So let's understand. There's an Avaida to be happy. In order to have the avoida part, to really, to be happy, you have a problem. If you're being honest, the reason you're not happy is because of this and this and this. Now, as long as those reasons are there, that's making me not happy. If not for those reasons, I would be happy. Ignore those reasons? No, I can't. They're real reasons. Make believe that they don't exist. Be happy anyway? Could be. Simcha mahu oisa, even a simcha of mahu, it's also oisa, it's true. Kiba simcha seitzeon, but emistik a simcha? You know how emistik a simcha really is? A Yiddish simcha is when we fix those problems, but we can't fix them. So listen carefully. Nesiva Shalom explains that the highest level of avoida is being misameach bechelkoi, which means that I accept that instead of my life being in every category a hundred the way I would like, this one is a 60%, this one is a 20%, I have this trauma and this problem. These are real problems. But if I could be misameach bechelki with my lot that Hashem gave me, I can come to emestik asimcha. Not by avoiding the problems, by being happy in spite of them. How can I be happy in spite of them? It's very deep. I have to believe that it's not random. Otherwise, how can I be happy and accept? So let's understand. If I can work on myself to really truly believe in Hashem, not just as a theory, but that when I stub my toe, I recognize there's a God, that's number one, and that Hashem is giving me every single piece of my life. And that, if I would know all the Gilgulim and all the Cheshbainis, whether it's a Tikkun, whether it's a test, whether it's an assign to see if I'll accept Be'ahava, all of these different things, it's for my benefit, it's to bring me to a better, if I really saw the whole picture, I would choose it. Very hard. But if other Maglaip, other Maglaip Nisht, either you believe or you don't believe. If you really believe, then you really believe that Hashem knows what He's doing. And there's nothing being done that is not for my benefit, because why would He not do for my benefit. He could do everything. And if he was really out to get me, he could have made things a lot worse. So there's a deep avoida. A whole year, we believe in God. We do. But internally, internally, my avarim believe in God? 
I don't know. Maybe I believe as a nice theory. It's easy. It's coming to me easily. There's a story of the famous atheist in Vilna. And a guy went, he wanted to be an atheist. So he went to, the, to this big atheist in Vilna in the olden days, they had real atheists. So he got to the guy, Mamash Erev Shabbos. He said, oh, I came here to learn how to be an atheist. So he says, okay, very good, but right now I'm going to the mikveh. So we have to talk later. He says, mikveh, why are you going to the mikveh? He says, what are you talking about? I love the mikveh, it's so geschmack. A warm mikveh, it's gewaldic. Okay, comes back an hour later from the mikveh. Can we talk now? No, 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 now, tayameha. I have to have some chulant, have this little kiggle, and I'm sitting, I'm, he goes, but you're an atheist. He goes, I shouldn't enjoy kiggle and chulant. It's wonderful, it's delicious. Okay, an hour later, he said, no, can we talk now? Now, I have to relax before, take a nap, it's a big Indian, take a nap before Shabbos. I shouldn't sleep, it's not Kishmak. He wakes up, he gets dressed, he looks so good. He says, why are you dressing up so nice? Doesn't feel good to dress nicely? I feel like such a mensch. I'm going to Davin, I'll talk to you later. Davin, why are you going to Davin? He goes, I love Davining. It's Kishmak, it's Gavaldic, who doesn't love that? It's social, it's Gavaldic, I'll come back, we'll talk afterwards. He comes back, he goes, I have to make a cedar. Cedar, well, you're an atheist. He goes, well, who doesn't like good food? After Shabbos, he goes, nah, after the meal. He goes, what are you learning for? He goes, Kshmaka, Kshmaka, and he's handling, and he's, it's Gavaldic, I love it. Then he falls asleep, then Shachris, and the whole Shabbos goes by. After Shabbos, he tells the, this big famous atheist, he goes, I don't understand, you, you just look like a regular Yid. He goes, yeah, it's very Gishmak. What What's not Gishmak to be a Yid? So he tells him, but tell me, you didn't want to like smoke once on Shabbos, you know, just Lahachas? So he says, Lahachas who? See, a real atheist, Taka really doesn't believe in God, there's no lahachis. But what do you see over here from this cute story is that it's a kishmak to be a yid. So as long as everything is going nicely, so it's kishmak to believe in Hashem. Something goes bad, so you want to go give some tzedakah and you want to go to a thing and you want to daven. It also feels good. But emistic, do I really, really believe? How do you know if I really believe? How do I, how do you know if I really believe that Hashem is good? How do you know if I really believe in Ashkacha Pratis that everything bad that I have is mamish custom tailor made to me? Not not by accident that this happened to me and that happened. It's not an accident. It's meant for me and I would choose it if I knew the whole story. They say a famous story that a guy walks into shul by shishi and they see, he gives over a kid, aliyah, and he starts screaming. He says, we're giving a kid aliyah for shishi. He says, hang on, what are you coming in the middle of shishi for? You don't know the whole story over here. This is a bar mitzvah boy and his father's this and his uncle's this. And there was a reason. And come in the middle of the story over here, you don't see anything. But if you see all the gigulim and you see everything, we would choose everything. There's nothing that we wouldn't choose. But we have to believe it. And while you're in pain, it's really hard to believe it. And that's the Nisayan. Am I still going to believe that Hashem is good, even when it hurts so much? So Hashem goes ahead sometimes. It's a punishment. Sometimes it's a chance. It's an opportunity. Sometimes it's a Nisayan. Will you be Mesamech B'chalki? Will you still be happy with your lot? Means that I understand that this is the best that it could be for me. It's riches. It's an opportunity. A person can get rich by getting a million dollars. A person can get rich if he sees the whole picture to get his tikkun for ilm haba and earn his right for eternity to be in a higher level by losing a million dollars. And if he knew the whole thing from a, a getlicha himmeldika habet mishemayim at the you would choose it. It's very hard to do that when you lose a million dollars. It's very hard to live like that. So that's really a very deep challenge in an hour dar when there's so much emotional pain. It's very hard. Very hard. But if you could, you're released because you have no tainus on Hashem and you accept your life and you have emestik simcha. The same way the Oishir has emestik simcha because that's what Hashem wants from him. The Ani, if he had pure 100% amuna and amuna nashkacha pratis and that everything is for my good, he totally would be besimcha. 
Because he's not lacking for his life. Do you cry that you lack wings? No, I'm not a bird. Do you cry that you lack a fourth leg, a three legs, four legs? No. The same way the things that you don't have are not for you to bring you for your purpose. If you have Yenem's good stuff, you cannot fulfill your shlemus of your mission it's being sent down again as a Gilgal. You can't fulfill your mission. And therefore, Mesameach Bechelko, he brings up a person to the highest level, even to Racha Kodesh, says in the Siva Shalom. He brings down from Friyadigah. So now let's understand. It's a very painful avoida. Something's really not good in your life and you're really down. You're very tzabrachan. You say, hang on. Do I believe in Hashem? Do I really believe in Hashem? Boosting my amuna all the way up to a hundred. Do I have betachan? Do I have faith and security in Hashem? Do I believe that Hashem is good? That derech atoiv lehetiv? And this is all for my benefit. Do I believe in Ashkacha Pratis? But really believe. Really, really believe. Hashem has so much on his mind. He really cares if I get this parking spot, or if somebody, if I stub my toe and I hurt myself, or someone insults me. He really is in charge of every single thing. It's a challenge. It's a nice theory. Yeah, sure, everything. But when it's my pain, it's very hard to accept. So I have to work on myself. And it's a tremendous, tremendous avoida. And if you can work on that every day a little bit more, you're reaching emestika simcha. And then, and then you take a l'chaim and you say, I accept what I couldn't accept so far. I'm ready to accept more. And that l'chaim helps, brings you to the next level. And you look at your problems and your deficits and your pain in the face and you say, I accept you. I accept it's from Hashem. And that releases the part of you that's not happy to have emestika yiddisha sikhliyistika simcha. But this cannot be done from one day to the next, says the Nesiva Shalom. There are certain things that you can't jump into. You can't jump into full emuna, full betachen, full acceptance that every single thing is for my good. It's impossible. And that's why, Mishenichnas Adar Marbim Bisimcha. You add a little more every day. It's an avoid that takes 14 days. It actually, he says that it's already Yud, Yud Aleph is the earliest time. On the 11th day is the earliest time. The Mishnah says that you can lane. So if you can lane the Megillah in the crest by Yud Aleph, in Shemayim it's already Purimdik. And he says it's really 10 days from after Ishchidosh. It's basically like Aserisi Mechuva. He says just like you have Aserisi Mechuva, you have Aserisi Mechuva. What's Aserisi Mechuva? The Territ says you can't just jump into Yom Kippur. You can't fly into Yom Kippur and really feel bad. Because if you, if you go to somebody on a regular Tuesday in Kislev, in Shvat, in, in Nisan, and, and you say, okay, Mechilas Avonis, whoa, hang on, I'm in the groove of sin, I'm in, in the groove of my life. In order to really feel bad for my sin, I need time, I need Avoida. So Hashem gives us a Sarasimei Tshuva, that every single day I'm doing Tshuva, I'm feeling more. It's like, it's like you have a very thick dirt and, and you scratch off a little bit so you can go to the, you can't go to the deepest level. You gotta go one level at a time. And that's the ten days of Aserisimei Tshuva. So we have Aserisimei Simcha. That's what the Nesiva Shalom says. And it's Marabim Simcha because you can't get to the ultimate Simcha. But you could do 5% every day, 3%, 7%, think about it and accept and accept and say, you know, that pain, I, I can't accept all of it, but honestly, I could accept 5%. I could accept 10%. Comes Purim, and you're on the highest level of acceptance. You're on the highest level of this period of your life. That's the focus. To be misameach Bechelki. I am happy with my lot. The Vilna Goyen says that every single meter that we have, Hashem also has. 
We keep Kalatarikula, Hashem keeps Kalatarikula. So he asks, or Pchayim Vital asked him, how does Hashem keep Mesameach Bechelkai? He has everything. Says the Vilnagayim. What's Hashem's Chelek? Ki Chelek Hashem Amoy. We, Klal Yisrael, are Hashem's Chelek. And Hashem has an Am that's not always 100% like it should be. And Hashem is Mesameach Bechelkai. He says, I'm happy even with Klal Yisrael the way that you are. So Hashem is Mesameach Bechelkai, and we are Mesameach Bechelkai. And as we are Mesameach Bechelkai more and more, Nesiv Shalom says something fascinating happens. The more that we accept the bed, the bed that Hashem gives us, Mida Kenagad Mida, Hashem accepts the bed that we give Him. It's, it's fascinating. When we are happy with the bed and the difficulty and the pain, Gam that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing this for me, it's toiv. Hashem, Mida Kenagad Mida, accepts you the way that you are. It's a backdoor to tshuva. Let's say you did a thousand averis, and you really had to do tshuva on a thousand averis. It's very hard. It's very, very hard to do real tshuva on a thousand averis. There's a backdoor. If you accept what Hashem did to you, that's hard, and that's difficult, and that's painful. Hashem, Mida Kenagad Mida, accepts you and, and let's understand, everybody here, everybody listening, has one thing in common. We're all Jews. And what do all Jews have in common? We like a good deal. This, my friends, is a good deal. Why? Why? Because the bad that you give Hashem is truly bad. The bad that Hashem gives you is really good. And Hashem still says, if you accept the bad, that's really good. But it feels bad and difficult and painful to you little tiny, puny human, and even though it's really good, but to you it feels it's bad in your life, it's uncomfortable, it's painful, you'll accept it, I will accept the bad that you give me, even though it's really bad. Backdoor to tshuva. Backdoor to tshuva. That's how powerful being Mesameach B'chalka is. Purim is not hoilulus. When people go ahead and they take a, a, a concept and they just mamish water it down, Costumes like Halloween, get drunk like New Year's, forget your problems, make believe like you're happy. You didn't grow one iota. And how do you know whether you grew or not? Look at the day after Purim, after the hangover goes away. What do you have left? Just a headache? And you're back to being depressed? You didn't grow one drop in being marbin besimcha. You didn't grow one drop in the avoida of Purim, which is to lift up your level by not being upset because I trust that all the pain in my life, it's very painful to do. And I scratch away and I believe every, this is from Hashem. This is from Hashem. I accept it. I accept it. I wouldn't choose different. I wouldn't choose better. I accept it. I'll daven to change because you're allowed to daven. Hashem wants you to daven. But I'll accept after I daven that whatever I have, this is what I have. And you scratch away another layer and another layer and another layer. And then it comes to Purim. And you take that L'chaim and you say, Hashem, until now, I wasn't able to reach 100% of acceptance. I reached 50 or 80 or not, whatever it is. And now I need some help. I'm going to take a shot. And what am I going to think? I'm going to take my, my yayin. What am I going to think? I'm going to forget my problems? No. I'm going to have the courage. It's going to take away those walls. And I'm going to think, Hashem, now I accept even more. And I'll take another kais and I'll say, I accept even more. There's a famous story. The Friedrich Belzer Rebbe came Slichus by night, and everybody was waiting for him, for Slichus. And he told his Shamas, get the horse and buggy, we have to go somewhere. Tell everyone to wait. They went to the outskirts of the town, 
outskirts of the town, and they see a little shack. And the Rebbe came to the window with the Gaboim, and they were watching. The Rebbe said, watch. They see over there, this guy, he's poor, he's a beggar, Yankel. And Yankel does something very strange. He takes out a bottle of vodka, and he puts a kais over here, and a kais across the table. He fills up him, he fills up across the table, nobody's there. He thinks, and he's upset, he's crying, and he's thinking, and he's crying, and he says, L'chaim, and he drinks his, he says, L'chaim, and he drinks the other one. And he's serious, and he's crying, and he's in pain, and he does it again, and he does it again, and he says, L'chaim, and he does the other one, L'chaim, and he starts to get happier. And then he does it again, and he starts dancing, L'chaim, and he's dancing and dancing. The Rebbe said, come, let's go back, we'll say slichas. They go ahead, everyone's shocked what's going on over here. And after Slichus, towards the end of Slichus, this guy from the end of town finally made it. He came rolling in to Slichus, drunk. After Slichus, the Rebbe said, tell him to come to my, to my office. The guy comes in, what does the Rebbe want? He says, Yankel, what were you doing before Slichus? He said, Rebbe, I, he was all embarrassed. He didn't want to say, it's okay, Yankel. It's okay. Explain to me what happened. So he said, very painful story. His wife was very sick. And I told Hashem, don't take away my wife. And Hashem killed my wife. And I was so angry that Hashem, at Hashem that he killed my wife that I stopped putting on film. And then I had a cow. And the cow got sick. And I said, Hashem, please, I need the cow. I need the milk. I need the cow to plow. I need the cow. Please don't take away my cow. A cow died, and I stopped keeping Shabbos. And all I had left was a few chickens. The chickens got sick. I said, Hashem, please don't take away my chickens. The chickens died. And then I said, I'm done. Atheist. I don't believe, I don't care, nothing. And it came to tonight. It was Slichus, and I said to myself, I had a tough year, but I'm not going to go Slichus to Shul. But how can I go Slichus to Shul? I'm in a big fight with Hashem. He didn't listen to me. I don't want to go to shul. I do want to go to shul. I don't want to go to shul. I'm not going to shul. And then I realized. I once had a fight with a friend of mine. He was a very dear, very dear friend of mine, the woodchopper. Mechel the woodchopper. And we didn't talk for a, a long time, a few months. And one night there was a knock on the door. I opened up the door and Mechel was there with a bottle of vodka. And he said, Yankel, it's enough. Enough fighting between us. Let's make peace. We sat down, and Mechel poured a L'chaim for himself, and he poured a L'chaim for me. And I hated him, and I was angry at him, and we said, L'chaim. He poured another one, another one for me. And it was very hard. He had tainus on me, I had tainus on him. We said, L'chaim. And then the third one, finally, it broke through, and we danced, and we hugged. So I was sitting here, Slichus Banacht. And I said, how can I not go? But I don't want to go, but I'm going to fight. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing with Hashem. I'm going to pour me, I'm going to pour him. And I did it. And it helped me a little bit, but it was so hard. He killed my wife. He killed my cow. He killed my chickens. I'm so angry. No, again. And finally, after the third time, finally, after the third time, you remember, the vodka in those days wasn't 40% watered down. Vodka was non-anansig, 99%. You know the story, this guy, he's 100 years old. Every day, he drinks a whole bottle of non-anansiger. 99% alcohol, 1% water. He's 100 years old, he goes to the doctor, the doctor tells him, listen, you're very sick, you have water in the lungs. He said, oh, I always knew that that 1% would get to me. 
the 1% water. In those days, three shots, that's all you need. He says, that's what I did with Hashem. The Belzer Rebbe said, there was a big Zayra on top of Kali Yisrael. And that Avoida from Yankel, the Pushitiyi, that Avoida is what broke the Zayra. Because he took the Yain, he took the Vatka, and he used it to transform his relationship to forgive God. We have to forgive Hashem. We have to trust Hashem. We have to say, Hashem, it's so hard. It's so hard. There's so much pain in my brain. I went through so much. I have so much tsar, agmas nefesh. You know, i got to make peace with you. So it starts, Mishenich nas adar marbim b'simcha. Every day I drop more. I accept, I accept, I accept. And you work on yourself, and you work on yourself. Marbim, another 2%, another 5%. And you feel the simcha rising in you. The tainis are going away. The complaints, if I were Hashem, I would change. You know the story of the Chavetz Chaim. When he was 8 years old, his Rebbe in his classroom asked the whole class, what would you do if you were God? And every single kid answered, if I was Hashem, my neighbor, his mother is dying, I would heal her. Wow, beautiful, take a candy. If I was Hashem, I have a friend of mine, they're so poor, they have no food at all. I would give them money. Beautiful. Everybody in the classroom came up with an idea what they would do if they were God. Rabbi Yisrael Meir, eight years old, little Yisrael Meir, was quiet. Finally, the Rebbe says, Yisrael Meir, what would you do if you were Hashem? He said, nothing different. If anything could be better, Hashem would have made it better. Are we on the level of the Chavetz Chaim at eight years old? Maybe we think if I was running the ship, things would be better. If I was running the world, I think I could do a much better job. I don't get it. These people don't have this, and these people don't have this. So much lacking in the world. Hashem, come on, you can't, you know, if I were Hashem, ah, I would do better. Like the story, the guy goes over, and he says, you know, if I was Reichman, I'd be richer than him. He says, why would you be richer than Reichman? He goes, because I'm a Malamid. I make $30,000 a year. Even if I was Reichman, I would keep the Malamdis, you know, so I would have what he has plus $30,000 a year. I could do a better job. Do you think you could do a better job than Hashem? You know, we think we could do a better job than the Rav of the Shul. We think we could do a better job than the therapist. We think we could do a better job than your mother-in-law. Everybody thinks they could do better than everybody else, but you, what about Hashem? Is there a part of us that thinks we could do better? Like, hello? You forgot about me? You don't care about me? You don't care about my neighbor? What about all this tsar? Where were you? Where are you? It's an avoid rabba to be able to say, I'm going to work on myself, not on Hashem. I'm going to work on myself to accept what I don't have. That this is my destiny. This is what Hashem wants for me. And perhaps He wants it just for you to accept it. The Medrash says that Hashem takes tzaddikim and He gives them pain and he shows the angels, look what I can do to a bus of Adam, and they don't turn on me. That is the challenge. The Medrash compares it to somebody who goes selling his wares. He makes pots and pans, and he goes to the market. He wants to show everybody, look how strong my pots and pans are. He takes a piece of wood, and he's sitting there smacking the pot in the pan to show the strength. So to Hashem does that to Tzadikim. And the purpose is what? To show the angels, the whole Pamai Shamala. He is not going to turn on me. What was the mile of Avram Avinu? That he was able to be Ayman bin Nisayin. It says in the Svarim, two of the Nisayinists, there was nothing to do. The Nisiva Shalom points it out. They abducted his wife. There was no test. Hashem said, there's a famine. Go there. There's a famine there. Go back. There was no test. He didn't have a choice. 
Chaim Salvava says that the Pshat is, Veda Achi, you should know. We would not praise Avram Avinu for being Oymen bin Asayin, if not for the fact that he accepted everything that Hashem did to him, that no matter what Hashem did to Avram Avinu, sometimes the test is to do, but sometimes the test has nothing to do or not do, it's just to accept. Do you accept me? Do you accept that I know what I'm doing and it's for your benefit? Do you accept the pain that Hashem gives you? Ibn Nachumit said, the same way that Avraham Avinu was nisnasa with ten, ten nisyoinis, so too, kach, kol Yehudi, every yid goes through asar nisyoinis, every yid goes through ten life nisyoinis, ten life general challenges, many other challenges inside the challenge, but ten life challenges. And that's the only way, by going through it, that you can reach your shleimus. You don't have their nisayin, because it wouldn't help you reach your shleimus. You have your nisayin, because that's what you needed, according to the computer that prints out what you need to get your shleimus. This is what you needed to have. And the amida bin nisayin sometimes is to do this and not do that. Sometimes the amida bin nisayin is to just accept the pain that Hashem gave you. And you know what's hard? Because so many times we say, Hashem, if you would take away this pain, I would be a better yid. I would daven better. I would learn better. I would give more tzedakah. Why are you doing this to me? And Hashem says, I don't need your davening. I don't need your learning. I don't need your tzedakah. You know what I need? I need your trust in me. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to have. If you really have amuna that Hashem exists, that He created the world. That's the first step. Because if you don't have that, your hashkacha pratis and bitachin amuna can't be, that level can't be higher than your full amuna that Hashem exists. So you have to push up the Amunah Hashem created the world. And then you have to work on the Bitachin, that Hashem, I trust in you. Bitach ba'ashem va'asei toiv. That's what it says. It says the Ramban, unbelievable pshat. Why does it say Bitach ba'ashem va'asei toiv? Have faith, security in God and do good. It should say the opposite. Asei toiv, do good, and then Bitach ba'ashem, have faith in Hashem. Because if you do good, you can have faith in Hashem. But how could you have faith in Hashem and security in Hashem? That He will be there for you. If you don't have any good. You didn't even do good yet. It should say, I say to you, do good things and rely on God. No. Says the Ramban, Rishin. Afilu, if you know, Before I say to you could still have bitachin in Hashem. That Hashem's mercy is unlimited. His mercy is not limited to your ma'asim toivim. He's willing to have mercy on you even without your ma'asim toivim. That's building up your bitachin. We have to work on emuna, learning emuna, learning bitachin, learning hashkacha pratis, that everything is for a purpose and it's for my benefit. And that will raise up our true simcha level of being able to be mesameach bechelki. Every Part of the year we have to do this. We have the same Chiyav in November to do this and as Svira every day. But the way that the Torah works, the year works, is there's a different focus every single month. You focus on Kabbalah Satayra by Shavuos, you focus on Cherus from breaking out of your addictions and your chains on Pesach. Every single month has its own Avoida. The Avoida of Purim is focus on this. The purpose of focusing on this is that when it's over, 
You are better in this area for the rest of the year. Yes, it may taper down because we can't keep up such a high level. And then it comes again next year. The purpose of Tishrei, of Elul, is tshuva and, and getting forgiven. And it raises us up for the rest of the year. And then we fall down, needs to have again an Elul, and again Tishrei Hashem knows that, that by the end of the year, the level falls down. It's so superhuman hard to do, but that's the Avoida. So now we can understand, the whole Avoida of Mishinichnes Adar Marben Besimcha, and the whole Avoida of Purim, is not Hoylulus, is not Frolic, is not Hefkerus. It says that Purim is holier than Yom Kippur. The Chedush Yerim said that if we would know the power that we have on Purim, we can bring Mashiach. And that's why the Sahara gets involved and he makes it much lower than it should be. It's the holiest day and he makes it a little bit not sneos and a little bit we get drunk and a little bit this and then we fall asleep. We're supposed to use the wine to raise us up where we couldn't after we tried. But not as an ends to itself and not if it doesn't bring you anywhere. But maybe we could say, Nachapshat. I just thought of it myself. I don't know, it's my own gedank. What do you need the wine for? So we were saying before, the avoid is to build up from 20 to 25 to 30 to 50 to 60, but at a certain point, we can't. Why can't we? Because of the pain. So once you did the avoid as much as you can, but the pain is blocking you from accepting and being misamech b'chelkecha with your lot, take a little bit of wine. Make a l'chaim. Say, Hashem, help me to go weiter. The l'chaim numbs some of the pain. Not to eradicate the brain, to eradicate the pain in the brain. And now I can go weiter. I can plow further. There's another blockage. Nach l'chaim. And each time I work on the avoider more and more and more, and I start to get happy, and I start to dance, and I sing to Hashem, I accept you. I accept your sovereignty, your malchus. I accept everything in my life that you determined is best for me. And then you're dancing. And look at you and look at the person next to you. The person next to you, no avoid, no preparation, no accepting. Uh, drinking, uh, like a goy. Nothing, no seichel. He's forgetting his pain. The next day he has a hangover, no steiging, nothing. You are dancing the same, but you're, you're dancing with Hashem. You brought Hashem into your life, into the part, into that darkest part that you couldn't get through, those walls, and you took the wine to enhance your avoida, to accept the unacceptable. To accept the unacceptable to you. That's using the wine for the right purpose. The day after Purim, after the hangover, what do you have left? Did you grow in your Avaidis Hashem? Did you grow in being Misameach Bechelki, which is actually going to give you a happier life? Or did you waste the whole thing on limos and getting drunk and maybe wasting your time? Every shot you say, I accept you, Hashem. I accept your pain that you gave me that is really for my benefit. I accept this flaw. I accept this problem, I accept this trauma, I accept this issue. That's Avoida. Wow. Highest day with the highest Avoida. And it gets lost like that because we get sidetracked. Strongly, I strongly encourage everybody 
to buy Nesiv Shalom on Purim. It's a separate pamphlet. And to learn it every day. It's beautiful, insightful, encouraging. It lifts you up for real in your head. It lifts you up in your head. Because we're not supposed to get drunk. Goyim drink to forget their problems. Yidin drink to embrace them. Let's not waste these days. Let's work on ourselves every day, morning to night. Mishinichnas Adar. Marbim b'simcha. A drop more simcha because I accept you. The simcha of m'sameach b'chelki. The simcha of I accept Hashem. I accept the pain. I accept the problem. I will daven to change it, but I will accept if you decide that it's not good for it to be changed. It's a deep avoida. It's a painful avoida. It's a real avoida. And the rewards are remarkable because you become a higher person. You become a happier person. I'll tell you a personal story. Before the Holocaust, my father was just a regular 16-year-old Hasidish Shegera kid with the Heisen and the Zakin. And he went, Shviyas, to go to the Imriyamis. And he went to Gezegenzich to say goodbye to the Imriyamis. In those days, how many tens of thousands of Hasidim were there? About over 100,000, maybe more. And when he went into the Imriyamis, it was before the war. The Imriyamis told my father, Zolzblab and Aid, Halavai, Halavai. Ivdi es Hashem b'simcha. My father left there. Ivdi es Hashem b'simcha. Zolzblab and Aid, Halavai, Halavai. Ivdi es Hashem b'simcha. You should serve Hashem b'simcha. You should remain a Jew. Halavai, Halavai. If only, if only. See the Shaboy? Goes into a Rebbe. You should remain a Jew. Halavai, halavai, he was stunned, he was shocked. What does it mean? Shemain a Jew. Shemain a chassidah tehoi b'nebacher. Shemain a Jew? I shouldn't go off the derech. Can you imagine a chassidah erlich a boy goes to the Rebbe and the Rebbe tells him, you shouldn't go off the derech. Halavai, halavai. These two messages, Baglait, they carried my father. When the Holocaust came, he was in Shanghai, he lost his entire family. And always kept him strong. So it's blah and Aid, should remain a Jew, Halavai, Halavai. But the other message, if there's Hashem Bisimcha, serve Hashem with joy. I ask you, how could you serve Hashem with joy if your mother and your father and your brothers and your sisters and your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents and your neighbors and your classmates and everybody on your block and almost everybody you ever saw in your life was murdered? In cold blood. My, my father found out years later that his whole family was taken to Treblinka and they were murdered on Yom Kippur. And not only Zilzbab and Aid, if it's Hashem Simcha, but that message from the Imam has carried him. He always remained a Jew. He always remained a from Erlechid, Baruch Hashem. He needs a Rufu Shalema, but he has almost a hundred offspring. Baruch Hashem Allah. But he also managed to Ivdis Hashem Basimcha. He also managed to enjoy Yiddishkeit, to serve Hashem with Simcha. We can't do that. We can't go through one percent of that. It, it's above us. But we're not dealing with a Holocaust. We're dealing with pain. It's serious pain. 
a lot of people have their own internal holocausts, emotional holocausts happening to them. Trauma victims and pain and depression, anxiety and all kinds of mental illness. It's real. It's real. Not, not taking it away. I, I, I spend my whole life explaining how real it is. And that's the message that no matter what is happening, Ivdus Hashem Besimcha, the Blab and Ayid part, the Avoid is Tishrei, El Tishrei, and throughout the year, but the focus is Yom Neiroim, so Blab and Ayid, work on your Yiddishkeit. But the Ivdus Hashem Besimcha, the focus is in these weeks. Every day, a little more. You don't need weed, you don't need vodka. You don't need anything if you work on the Avaida of being happy, truly happy with the life that Hashem gave you. So this year, Purim, let's make it a different Purim. Let's work before Purim every single day. Let's remember, like the Chavetz Chaim at eight years old, I wouldn't do anything better. I know it feels like I would. I know I think in some way I could do, no, but I'm really, really accepting. I couldn't, I wouldn't, I accept Sometimes the pain is just to accept. You say, well, well why? Why does not give me all of this pain? Sometimes the reason is just to see, will you still accept me, which is the greatest Kvayit Shemayim in the world. The angels, the Pamayi Shemayim, the Hashem says, look at this little Jew, broken Jew. And no matter what I do to him, he says, I don't understand it, but I accept it. I believe in you. I didn't turn on you. Maybe that's the Avoidah for us to earn the Geula, we can't steig as much as the previous generations. We can't daven as much as the previous generations. What do we have? We just hold on, hold on to that little, little thing that I will accept. We're living in a dar of an emotional holocaust. So much pain we never saw even coming that people didn't be in so much pain when we're free to do as we want. We thought in Medinas, America, and in the whole world, the freedom... Nobody's beating us up, nobody's killing us, nobody's stopping us, nobody's preventing us. We could do anything we want. Emotional pain? Therapists, psychiatrists, pills, pain. People hurting themselves, cutting themselves to get rid of the pain. So much pain. Maybe this is what Hashem is saying. I just want you to hold on. That no matter what I'm going to do to you, you're not going to let go. You're going to believe that I Ran, run, I created the world and I run the world. You're going to believe, mamish, that I created the world and that I'm running the world and that there's a reason. And maybe that's the reason. Just to bring out the Kvayit Shemayim. The Kvayit Shemayim that we can bring out more than any other dar before. Not with our Dahoibana and not with our amazing, just by not letting go. And is there a greater Simcha than that? Knowing that we are doing our Avedis Hashem not denying God and not doubting God. With all of that in mind, we can have a happy Purim. We should be zaycha to all the avayda. We should be zaycha to all the brachas of the day. People don't realize the tefillah, when we're on this level of Samech B'chelka, we daven to Hashem, and we daven to Hashem, and we break zeris, and we daven for our friends and family in need, and we utilize this day. So after the hangover, we are on that high level that we keep for as long as we can every single day, ivdu as Hashem b'simcha, to be mesameach b'chelkeinu, each one of us with the chelik that Hashem gave to us. We all want to play first base or third base, and the, the guy in charge, the coach, says, you're in the outfield. Do you accept it? 
Or do you say, ah, why, why, why? We're going to accept it, we're going to accept it, and we're going to accept our own flaws. We're going to accept the fact that we have she'ifis, we wish we were better, and Hashem is not letting sometimes. We'll do whatever we can, and we'll be mispal, and we'll try our best, and we'll accept that sometimes we're down here. Hashem, I accept whatever position you put me into. That acceptance will allow us to serve Him on whatever level we're on with simcha. If you can steig, steig. But don't lose the simcha. If you're a 22, besimcha. If you can go to 33, besimcha. But if you can't, don't lose the simcha. Let us infuse ourselves that whatever we do, do. Zalzayn mit simcha should be with tremendous happiness. Don't say what I did last night, what I did last week, I'm not really so good, I can't concentrate so much. Some people cannot concentrate, so they get down. That's the Sahara. Let's remember what the Nesiva Shalom says. Even when you make a Chesh ben HaNefesh, and you think about your sins, and you think about your problems in your Ruchnius, that has to come from the Olam HaBinyon, the world of construction, and not me Olam HaChurbon, and not from the world of destruction, that you'll have yush and atzus. Sometimes we want to sit together with ourselves. We want to sit down. We want to try to figure out where I am, like a Musa Seder, a Hashkafa Seder, a, a, a Hizbaididus. And I think about all the bad, and I leave worse. Because the Eitzhar says, Oh no, oh no, look what he's going to do. He's going to make a Cheshman and Nefesh. He's going to get stronger. So I know what I'll do. I'll tell him, yeah, you're right. Terrible. He comes with a long white beard. You're terrible. You, you, how many times you tried? It never happened. Eh, it's a waste of time. It's a waste. And you leave with Yish and Atzva. Says the Nesiv Shalom. Everything you do has to be from the Olam HaBinyon. Has to be from the world of construction. You sit down with a Geshmak. What can I do better? Okay, I'm going to try to do that better, even if it's one tiny little thing. But you leave and you do it simcha. Anything that you're not doing simcha, of course you have to keep on doing. But you have to add the simcha to that and you have to go weiter. But look how much we're doing. We're doing so much, but we do it like, Hashem uh, doesn't really want me. Daven, if you're already davening, davening like, like a prince of Hashem. Davin like a Ben Melech. Davin like a Godel Ador. The Yitzhar is going to tell you, who are you fooling? <laughs> I'm not trying to fool anybody. Right now, ich can, ich will, I'll do it. I can, I want, I'll do it. Don't let him water down the good that we do. Imagine, if you could just infuse yourself with Simcha Sachayim and the Simcha of Mingmsmech Bechelki and deciding that everything that you do that's positive will be done with Simcha. The Arizal says... The schar for doing a mitzvah b'simcha, can you imagine, listen to this very carefully, a mitzvah is huge, so how much more do you get b'simcha? 10% tip, 20%. 1,000 times the schar. By the end of the year, if you just do the same as you're doing, but with simcha, you'll have 1,000 times the schar. And the Yitzhahar is going to take that away from you. With chashboynis, because you're not a tzaddik. You'll deal with that on Yom Kippur. You'll deal with that on Yom Tshuva. You'll deal with that by Slach Lanu. You'll deal with that by, by Asham Nubaganu. You'll deal with that by Al-Khayt. You don't deal with that now. You tell him, yeah, yeah, you're right. I did do Averis. You know why? Your fault, Yitzhahara. Now don't stop me from doing good. Don't let him convince you that Hashem doesn't want you. So let's infuse every mitzvah with simcha, every good deed with happiness. I am able to serve Hashem now. 
I did all of that and that and that, and still after all of that, I'm able to daven. I'm able to make a bracha. I'm able to do a mitzvah. Thank you, Hashem. I'm going to do it to the fullest and the max. Hashem will see the whole Klal Yisrael. On whatever levels they are, 8, 20, 60, whatever they are, but dancing and rejoicing that even on such a low level, I can serve you. I'm serving you. And all the mitzvahs that we're doing is besimcha Yitzhah will go crazy. 1,000 times the schar. And then we grow. But not with atzvahs. We grow and we put simcha. And we grow and we put simcha. And some of us have to accept that we're handicapped. We have learning disabilities. I'm going to find a way. I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can do. And I'll be happy and proud with my mission. And perhaps the greatest mission is accepting that I can't do more. Or that it's hard for me and I struggle and I struggle and I struggle. We're dealing with challenges. People can't do as much as they want to do. And they're so tzibrachen. No, it's so beautiful. Hashem says, I know you can't do. And, and it's so beautiful that you want to and that it bothers you. But do what you can, besimcha, and try to grow as much as you can and find ways that you can. But never be unhappy with the lot that I gave you because I gave it to you. Yeah. I chose you. Pulling this into our lives, marabim b'simcha every single day, will make Purim a holy day, a day of Kedusha, a day of Slahavas. You'll leave after Purim, you'll feel so good. You'll feel like, wow, I am m'samech b'chalki. I am serving Hashem b'simcha. Ivdu es Hashem b'simcha. That Rishon will last us a very long time. Have a happy Purim. Enjoy every minute. Don't let anything sidetrack you. Not hoilus, not stupidity, not sneeze issues, just focus on anything that's going to bring me closer to Hashem. Start drinking and saying, Hashem, I love you. Hashem, I accept you. Hashem, I accept you. Hashem, I love you. Hashem, I accept you. And dance and dance and dance. And your dancing will be a holy dance. You'll feel Kedusha, not Hefkerus. You'll feel closer, not further. You'll leave with something that you'll appreciate and enjoy for the rest of your life. Afrei Lechem Purim.